Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. 
That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Monday, the 1st of May. Good to have you aboard. We are a Blue Wire podcast, always presented by our title sponsor, Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, You know they're pumped up about the week that we just had. No one supports the South Florida sports teams more than Anna Jar and Levine. If you're involved in any kind of an accident, you call them right after you call 911. Then you get an attorney on the phone immediately when you call Anna Jar and Levine. Accident attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Do we have a show for you today? 
What a week we just had. What a day yesterday. What a night last night. I, you could tell I'm incredibly fired up. You're listening right now. You're super fired up. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that fun stuff. We're going to talk to Jessica Blaylock, Bally Sports Florida. She was super charged up last night as the Panthers, they did it. The Panthers pull off the greatest upset in the history of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yesterday, your Miami Heat go up to New York. The Mecca, the Mecca, the Miami Heat. Take that ass in the second half yesterday. They dominate the second half against the Knicks. They win game one, 108-101, stealing the home court advantage. We have our NBA rundown, always brought to us by Brunt Insurance, bruntinsurance.com. They're going to have our NBA rundown, full playoff weekend recap coming up. I mean, last night, so we're going to start with the Panthers here, all right, and... Well, actually, I'll tell you real quick about my weekend, all right? I was, I was in Naples the whole weekend. I was in Naples the whole weekend. My son, Weston Select, U14 boys, the, the South Florida Cup and Showcase in Naples this weekend. They had a tournament. They, they, they had a really good showing. Saturday was a lot of fun. Won two really close, great games. We ended up making the championship game Sunday afternoon, and, and they lost one nothing. And, but my, my son's the goalkeeper. My son was fantastic. He was great. The one goal they scored on him yesterday in the championship, it came in the second half. The one goal they scored was, it was off a corner kick. Balls getting batted around inside the box. Very difficult. And our team outplayed him. Had goal, three or four golden opportunities, and they just couldn't cash in. So my son knows, look. You give up just one goal, our team's got to score. We're not winning games without scoring. He knows he played really well. I know he played really well. Super proud of him. Super proud of the boys. It was a really fun weekend. So, runner-up in the tournament. They get their little medals, and, you know, that's one of those. And my son says, I don't want this shit. And he throws it in the trash. We don't do second place in the Zaslow Mansion. The Zaslow family does not do runner-up. Runner-up medals and runner-up trophies go in the garbage. But... Overall, very pleased with, with the tournament. We had a lot of fun there in Naples. And, and my son had a, a tremendous save yesterday. I think it was still 0-0. Maybe they were down one nothing. And my son's not tall. Not yet. Like, if he's going to get to the next level with goalkeeping, he needs the growth spurt. It's got to come soon. But he's super athletic, and he's, he's really good in goal. And he had one, one, one shot that he stopped. Right, you know, top shelf. He managed to slide to it, punch the hand up. So he managed to punch the ball over the net. And like his momentum carried him to the back of the net. His cleats got all tangled up in the netting. He was on the ground. It was, it was awesome. He, he kept them in the game yesterday. The boys played really well. Just couldn't finish. So is what it is. But as a result, so I'll tell you real quick before we get to the heat. I, I saw the first quarter of the Heat game yesterday, and I listened to the rest of the game. I, I had the earpiece in during my son's championship game. So I listened to quarters two, three, and four. It was all happening at the same time as my son's game. And sounded great. I mean, I know what happened. Come on. You know, I'm following. I'm following the game. 
But I, I had to listen to the second quarter and the entire second half. But anyway, I mean, I got the gist of it. Come on. And, and we'll get to the Jimmy Butler. Like, that's the big story is Jimmy Butler is what's going to happen moving forward. What's going to happen tomorrow. We'll, we'll get to that. But the Panthers last night. Let's get into this here before we get to the Heat and before we get Jessica on the show. So, what you know, I love, I love the playoff drama. I love how it makes me feel. It's my drugs. You guys know that. Last night was another level. It really was. Game seven, trying to come back. 3-1, on the road, greatest team in regular season history, I was like, it was an out-of-body experience, that entire game. I watched the entire game on the edge of my couch, hunched over on the edge of my couch, sometimes I'm on my knees, sometimes I'm standing, I'm pleading with the television, and, and of course when they won, uh, well, First of all, so they go up 2 nothing, which is amazing. But you know, we, we have such a long, like, 35 minutes left. We were so far from over. And it felt like this the whole series that the Panthers are getting the short end of the whistle. And look, the Panthers are a team that take a ton of penalties. They're a super undisciplined team. But some of these calls were bullshit. Like, especially the second one on Montour, the roughing on Pasternak, who totally flopped. Not only is it not an embellishment, but they call the bullshit penalty on Montour, and that ends up tying it in two. And now, I'm like, alright, like, we knew the Bruins were going to make a run here. But then in the third, when Pasternak scores off the rebound, and it's like, look, Bobrovsky was good yesterday. But I felt going into the game, and especially when they were down 3-2, I felt he needed to be amazing for them to win. It was going to be a low-scoring game. It really wasn't. And Bobrovsky can't just be good. He needs to be amazing. He was good yesterday. He made some big stops in overtime as well. That's for sure. He was big in overtime. I didn't think the Panthers were going to win that game by outscoring. Well, obviously, but I didn't think they were going to win it with their offense. I thought they were going to have to win it with their goaltender. They ended up winning it with their offense and a little bit of the goaltender. Because he was good. But, so time's running out. And it's like, first of all, you get down to like two and a half minutes. And the Panthers have full control in the zone. I couldn't believe they weren't taking Bobrovsky out of the net. And then we found out after the game, because... Like, 20 seconds into the control in the Bruins zone, then Bobrovsky's leaving. What the hell were you waiting for? And Paul Maurice said after the game, they had trouble communicating with Bobrovsky. Like, was he not paying attention? So, that, that's the only thing that makes sense, how it took so long for Bobrovsky to get out of the net. And then it's like, please, just, just give yourself a chance. Get full control of the puck here. Like, if they score right away on the empty net, oh my god, and you knew this, like, Once it was cut to 2-1, we're up 2-1 going into the third. If the Panthers lose, it's one thing to lose game seven in Boston against that team. But if they were going to lose after having a two-goal lead 
and leading going into the second and leading going into the third, it was going to rip my heart out. It would be devastating if that's how they end up losing. So Bobrovsky finally comes out of the net. And and we get control. And we find Brandon Montour, who's having some kind of playoff. Game seven, Barkov fires, but Montour scores! Brandon Montour does it! The Panthers have tied the game in three with 59 seconds left in game seven. You gotta love these guys. Brandon Montour with a second of the game. He opened up the scoring in the first period. And this crowd is silent right now as the Panthers working around the perimeter. Shot, then the rebound, and it somehow sneaks through again. Exactly the same position that Montour beat Swayman on the backhand in the first period. He didn't get to his post, and look at the reaction of Reinhardt and Kachuk. They never, ever give up. And so I'm, I'm watching the game with my son. My, my younger son's watching in his bedroom at this point because it's kind of late. I'm watching downstairs with my older son. And he even said, he's like, Dad, you're going to have a heart attack. I was, I, like, the, the range of emotions from we were dead to now we're back in it. But not only are we back in it, but now we got to go to overtime. So in overtime, it's either going to be sudden devastation or sudden elation. And, like, so I needed, like, those, the, the 20-minute intermission to just regroup and get my act together because I was oh my like I, I, I was like almost shaking it can't be healthy I almost had a heart attack I really did so Montour saves our life barely squeezes it in top shelf over the right shoulder and we go to overtime and it's not even like okay you know the heat when the heat went to game five overtime you knew they were gonna win not the case at all yesterday. I was totally prepared to have my heart ripped out. And in overtime, there was one shot. I think maybe it was Marchand. There was one shot where Bobrovsky was beat. And the puck hit the top of Bobrovsky's stick and deflected aside. So lucky. We had the chance there with a breakaway for Kachuk. He tried to go five-hole save. Oh, that was our chance. And not too long after that, Kachuk and Bennett, but keeping the puck alive right on the side and behind the net, making sure the goalie can't freeze the puck, winning the puck, and then Sam Bennett finds Carter Verhage. With Carlo, now Bennett. Verhage shoots and scores! Carter Verhage did it! Let's go home, baby! The Panthers have shot the world! Set in NHL history, 4-3 Florida in overtime in Game 7. They'll take another look at that goal. The Panther fans that made the trek, the guys in the Panther jerseys celebrate. The hard work again, and to find the guy that can end the series, Carter Verhage gets the game-winning goal. On this shift that started out of nothing. I couldn't believe it. 
Like, it happens right in front of us. Great call from Goldie. Like, it happened right in front of us, and I, I couldn't believe it. And for the second straight year, Carter Verhage in overtime, on the road, clinches the series for the Panthers. I couldn't believe it. I'm screaming in the Zaslow Mansion family room. My son from upstairs comes running down out of his room. The three of us, the Zaslow boys, were hugging and jumping around. It was exhilarating. I'm so happy for all the Panther fans. I'm thrilled for the team, obviously. I'm happy for myself. What a night. What a night. All time. Let me give you the national call here. Here's the NHL. Right in the side of the goal. They chop away. Anna Kachuk keeping it alive. Carlo can't grab it. It comes to Verhage. Tershu scores! Carter Verhage! And the Panthers have eliminated the Boston Bruins! An incredible wrist shot. You just mentioned Verhage with that great regular season. Shock the world. No one picked the Panthers, nor should they have. No one picked the Panthers. And here, here's something I think gets lost a little bit in, in, in what the Panthers did yesterday. And my son made this point to me last night too. Not that I didn't realize it, but he, he saw it. They didn't just beat a record-breaking regular season team. They didn't just win it on the road. It wasn't just an eight beating a one. Which happens in the National Hockey League sometimes. They came back 3-1. It's, it wasn't a tight... The Panthers were dead in the water after losing games 3 and 4 at home. They came back against the best regular season team ever down 3-1. Like the main headline is Panthers stun Bruins. That's big enough. They came back down 3-1. And for me, at least, the expectation changes now. <clears throat> you know, going into last year, going, and I was thinking about this all last season because the Panthers were so amazing all year. But going into the playoffs last year, the whole mindset was win the Stanley Cup. Going into the playoffs this year, because of what a lousy regular season we had, going into the playoffs this year, the mindset was, man, uh, like we got a chance to do something special playing the Bruins. All-time great regular season team. Can we hang with them? Can we win a couple games? I really felt even if the Panthers lost last night Game 7, the season would have been validated. Taking the Bruins to Game 7? Down 3-1, forcing Game 7? I really would have thought that that validated the season. But now, they got past the Bruins, who are the best team in the league. <coughs> Excuse me. They got past the Bruins, who are the best team in the league. And now, for me, the expectation changes. Now, let's win the Stanley Cup. Let's win the Stanley Cup. They're not going to face a better team than they just beat. They now know they can play with anyone. They won three out of four in Boston. They came back 3-1. They won game seven. Two wins, both on the road in overtime. They're getting production from all four lines. They're getting good goaltending now from Bobrovsky. 
Now the expectation, for me at least, and I think it should be like this for the fans too. Now the expectation, well, expectation may be the wrong word, but now for me the feeling is, let's go win the whole damn thing. I can't, I can't, it was, and look, this, this may be a controversial thing to say now, okay? Forever, the greatest moment in the history of this franchise has been Billy Lindsay's goal. Look, I got it right here behind me. See that, that diagram right there? I have it framed. That's the play. Game five against Boston, 1996 first round. First ever series victory for the Panthers. Billy Lindsay with the game-winning goal. Schools Raymond Bork. Skates around him. Gets tripped up. Scores anyway under the late call. That's always been the number one moment in franchise history. Say that that's lame as hell. That's fine. But it's true. I mean, it speaks to how lousy the franchise has been. But that's been the greatest moment in the history of the franchise. I had to think about it last night. I'm knocking it down. Billy Lindsay's goal is now number two all-time greatest moment in Panther history. Carter Verhage in overtime, Game 7 in Boston, all-time greatest regular season team. That goal last night, that moment last night, is now the greatest moment in the history of the Florida Panthers. And it comes one game two days later after the greatest game in Panthers history. That game six on Friday night. Holy shit was that bananas. That was the greatest Panther game I've ever seen in my life. Down twice in the third period. They score four straight. They score four in the third. They win seven five. That FLA Live Arena was bananas. That was the greatest Panther game I've ever seen. Followed by the greatest moment in franchise history. The greatest goal in franchise history. Carter Verhage now has the number one spot, greatest moment in Panther history. I can't believe it. I, I, like, man, (laughs) what a night, what a week between the Heat game four, Jimmy 56, game five, ending Milwaukee, Panthers, game six, Friday night, Panthers, game seven last night in overtime, what a week. What a week we just had. Man. We'll get some more we'll get some more of that with Jessica Blaylock. All right, let me tell you guys about Sheets and Giggles. You know, Sheets and Giggles, man, you go right now, use the promo code HEAT, you're getting big discount. And I know they got special go onto my Twitter account at Zaslow Show. You can also go to at Sheets Giggles. Go to SheetsGiggles.com, but go to their Twitter account. And you can see, they got special going on for Panther Hockey also. You'll use the promo code, big time discount. My man Colin, founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. I mean, he is so in, he's a Miami guy, he's a South Florida guy. He is so into what the Heat are doing right now. So into what the Panthers are doing right now. Go to SheetsGiggles.com, SheetsGiggles.com slash Zaslow. And use promo code HEAT, 
You're going to get big discounts all throughout this Miami Heat playoff run. The Zaslow family, we are four of over 100,000 Americans now that are sleeping on sheets and giggles. Super environmentally friendly, naturally softer, cooler, more breathable, no incesticides, no pesticides. They use less energy. They use less water. I'm talking eucalyptus. Come on now. I have a eucalyptus pillow. I love it. It's my favorite pillow. That comforter, it's my favorite comforter. But the sheets, the bedding, the the fitted sheets, so soft, you're never going to go anywhere else to order sheets after you use Sheets and Giggles. Sheetsgiggles.com, sheetsgiggles.com slash Zaslow. All right, so let's get to what the Heat did yesterday. I told you, I listened to, I watched the first quarter. I listened to the rest of the game. I had the earpiece in during my son's, Soccer game. So, we all know what the Heat got off to a great start. They're hitting threes. Then they go ice cold. We're down by 12. The fact that we cut it to five at halftime. I don't know about you guys. Like I said, I was listening. You're watching. I felt pretty good about it. I felt pretty good. We did not play well. And we're down by just five at halftime. I, I felt fine about it. And before you knew it, we're up by eight now in the third quarter. I told you we would get one of these games. Very confident about it. I always like starting the series on the road. Not that I want to play Game 7 on the road. I want to win the series before it gets to Game 7. But I'm always confident in this. The Heat are always a tough team. They're always mentally tough. They're always physically tough. I'm always confident when the Heat start a series on the road. I always believe they... Because, look, they defend. And if you can defend, defense travels. That gives you a chance to steal a game on the road. I all, I'm always confident when the Heat start a series on the road. I knew they were going to get one of these games. I told you guys that. They did it in Milwaukee, and now they did it in New York. So, the big question mark is... Do they wind up playing Jimmy? This is a difficult question. Do you play Jim? Let, let's say Jimmy's 60%, 50%. You know, if it's a must-win game, even if he's 50%, he's going to get out there in the playoffs. But what if he's only 50%? You already did what you came to New York to do. You stole the home court advantage. You got one. You put yourself in a spot where <coughs> you're probably going to be in a long series now. You're, 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 the, you're the underdog, barely, and you already got game one. Do you play Jimmy? Like, I know people are going to say, listen, you can't afford to punt game two. You can't afford to be an eight seed and punt one of these games. Here's the thing. This is not a regular eight seed. Number one, they're really the seven seed. They lost the play-in and then won the next play. They're really a seven seed. Now, the difference between 7 seed, 8 seed, it's, it's negligent. It, it's, it, 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 it's, not, it's not relevant. But this is not a regular 8 seed. Don't treat this team like an 8 seed. The regular season is long gone. This is clearly not an 8 seed. This is not your typical 8 seed. So, I don't know that I would look at it as they can't afford to punt. I don't want them punting games. But ah, they, they can't afford to give away a game when you're an eight seed. They're not playing the number one. They're playing the number five. 
And here's the thing. There's so much time between game two and game three. Now, that, it's not like they're resting him. He's, he's hurt. To go from Sunday all the way to Saturday and be able to get treatment in between, it's pretty huge. Like, you look at that schedule when it first came out, like, oh, this is bullshit. Now, now you're pretty happy with the schedule. Yeah, now we're pretty happy. And Julius Randle, I think, is probably going to play tomorrow. He's very hurt also. And he was bad in the first round, playing hurt. Here's the thing. <coughs> it's, I, I, I think Jimmy sits tomorrow. I think he probably can play. But I think they're going to sit him tomorrow. To make sure he's good for the remainder of the series. They already stole the home court advantage. And not that you shouldn't try to get greedy and get both. But it's so hard to get both games on the road to start the series. You, I, I think there's a part of it where you have to be a li- you have to try and be realistic. And what I mean by that is, look, Knicks are a good team. And you're saying, hey, we're going to get both games in New York? I know they haven't been a great home team this year, but we're going to get both games against a good team? You see what just happened. The, now, I know Milwaukee's a lot better than New York, but you see what just happened in the first round. Milwaukee, without Giannis, after losing game one, kicked the shit out of the heat in game two. It's so hard to win both games on the road to start the series. So, I think there's an element where you gotta be realistic that game two is going to be so hard to win, even when you're healthy. And I think the Heat know that. I think the Heat know they got what they came for. And I, I think we see Jimmy again on Saturday, game three. And I would not blame him if that's the move. I think game two is so hard to win with or without Jimmy. You know you're going to get a big-time desperate effort from the Knicks. And we saw it, of course, in, in, this first, in the first series. Bucks are now without Giannis going into game two. The Heat have all the confidence after winning game one. What's going to happen? We got smoked. I think, we, I think we got one. Let's make sure Jimmy is as healthy as can be for the two home games. Because if we're going to win this series, it's not about winning game two. It's about winning both games three and four. That's how you win this series, is by protecting the home court and winning games three and four, just like the Heat did in the first round against Milwaukee. That's how you win this series. Now, I you can always you can always tweet at me at Zaslow Show. I love when you guys do that. You could always tweet at me. <coughs> Getting tweets yesterday. Zaslow apologize to Kyle Lowry. No, I'm not going to apologize to Kyle Lowry. He was great yesterday, and I'm really happy he was great yesterday. It's not like, I, I, I've told you guys this before. It's not like the Tua haters who, no matter what, still think he stinks. And they want him to fail so they could say they were right. Idiots. That's not like that. I've told you from the get-go. I want to be wrong about Kyle Lowry. I hope I'm wrong about Kyle Lowry. I want him to do well. Why wouldn't I? He hasn't done anything to me personally. He didn't seem like a bad guy. 
Apologize for what? For him being terrible all throughout the year and me not appreciating how terrible he was? Why would I apologize for that? He was terrible. I acknowledged he was terrible. There's nothing to apologize for. I want him to do well. I want to... Now, you know, he had the huge uh, first play-in game. And then we essentially, you know, didn't hear from him in the Milwaukee series. Like, you're getting one good game out of every five out of him. Is what it is. Well, we needed that yesterday. He was great yesterday. I hope we see it again tomorrow. I hope we see it again every game. I don't think that's going to be the case. But uh, apologize... I didn't say anything wrong. And I I want him to do well. I'm rooting for him to do well. There's nothing to apologize for. And here's also the great thing about this Heat team so far at this playoff. Obviously, Jimmy is the driving force. But they've had different guys step up. Like yesterday, it was Vincent and Lowry who step up in huge ways. The next game, maybe it's Struess and Martin. I mean, Martin had the huge fourth quarter game four against Milwaukee. Maybe next game, Struess and Martin give you the big production. Maybe it's Robinson was 0 for 5 yesterday. Okay, get those bricks out of the way. Maybe next game, it's Robinson and Love who have the huge games. Bam is steady. Look, Bam had a good game yesterday. Bam is steady. Jimmy's doing his thing. You need a couple of other guys to step up each game. And you got a bunch of guys capable of doing that. And yesterday, it was Vincent and Lowry. They're probably not going to do it again tomorrow. Who's it going to be? Who are going to be the other two guys who do it? I I can't believe the week that we just had. South Florida, best sports town. Miami Hurricanes, Final Four. FAU, Final Four. Panthers, Heat, both eight seeds. Both knocking off number one seeds. First time in the history of sports, that that's happened. Same city, same year. Eight seeds, knock off the teams with the best record. Never happened before. Best sports town. We own you, Boston. Best sports town. And not just that. Heat and Panthers, eight seeds, knock off the one seeds. The year after, Heat and Panthers were both one seeds. Like, really weird. Scheduling's kind of quirky with the Heat and Panthers now, right? So, they're both playing tomorrow night. Game two for the Panthers is Thursday in Toronto. Game three for the Heat is not until Saturday. The rest of the Panthers' schedule, I assume, is going to come out later today. It is not out yet. Game three Heat is Saturday. That would essentially line up for game three Panthers to be Saturday also at home. Like... Can we get a break? Can we make it alternating days? Like, can Panthers game three be Sunday? Can we get Heat home Saturday, Panthers home Sunday, Heat home Monday, Panthers home Tuesday? Can we get a break? Can can the NHL help us a little bit with the... Can we enjoy down here in South Florida? We never have our teams playing at the same time like this. Can we get alternating days? Can we enjoy everything? Please, Hashem, I say a quick prayer. Please, Hashem, please make the scheduling gods of the National Hockey League. Please let them have the Panther games alternate days from the Heat games. I love you so much. Okay, thank you. Can we please get that? 
There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm so fired. I hope all you guys are ex- are just excited as I am. What what a great week. So hey, the weather was bad this week. Was it hailing here in Cooper City? Someone told me it was hailing. Either way, that could cause damage to your home. That could cause a leak in your home. If that's the case, you need to call or text Water Cleanup of Florida immediately. Water Cleanup of Florida. If you have a leak, you don't know where it's coming from, 954-900-8635. My boys, the Greensteins, they have over 60 years combined experience. Their team is going to handle any kind of leak detection issue you have. Water Cleanup of Florida, fully licensed, insured, certified to provide the one-stop shopping that all of us busy homeowners and busy business owners require. You don't need to bring in other contractors. They're going to handle the entire project from start to finish. Serving the entire Tri-County area, Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach County, call or text Water Cleanup of Florida immediately when you notice there could be something wrong. 954-900-8635, 954-900-8635, or go to WCUFL.com, Water Cleanup of Florida, we clean up your schmutz. Let's get to our NBA rundown every Monday. You know it's brought to us by Brunt Insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. Make sure you're covered. God forbid you have some type of big accident with your home. There's a disaster. I don't know. You don't want to be kept up at night wondering what you're going to do. That's why I go to Brunt Insurance to make sure my home is properly covered. I've been using Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance for about 10 years now. Brunt Insurance is covering you from Pensacola down to the Keys and beyond. They specialize in home auto, life insurance, maybe you don't own your home, that's okay, renter's insurance, condo insurance, 954-589-2204, the market is confusing, you can't just go out there and say, I'll be able to figure it out, no, you gotta talk to someone, so let Brunt Insurance's team, fully licensed staff, they know the area, wherever you're calling from, let them sort out exactly what you need, you're gonna get that affordable care, the coverage, that you need your home, your automobile, your motorcycle, your boat. 954 589 2204. That's 954 589 2204. You can also go to bruntinsurance.com. Let's get to our weekend NBA rundown. Not a ton, not a ton of games because now we're into the second round of the playoffs. We'll start out though with Saturday. Saturday night, you had game one. Western Conference Semifinals, Denver Nuggets 
number one overall seed remaining in the postseason now since the Heat took that ass in Milwaukee. Denver with a 125-107 thrashing of the Phoenix Suns. Jamal Murray, huge game. Here's Kevin Durant after the game. He was asked if he's surprised by how the Nuggets played. The Nuggets? Surprised? Am, am I surprised about the Nuggets? Hell no. They're number one seed for a reason. They got a two-time MVP. They got a deep team. No, I'm not surprised. They can go off and win games. So, uh, <clears throat> we got our work cut out for us. We're looking forward to game two, though. No, he's not surprised. The Nuggets are awesome. So, Denver, Phoenix, they're going to play game two tonight. So, you kind of feel like Phoenix has got to get this game. You don't want to go down 2-0 against Denver. Number one seed in the West. I know most people aren't taking them serious, but still, when they're healthy, and they are right now, it's a very good team. Yesterday, yet game seven yesterday afternoon. This was a tight game through three quarters, okay? At halftime, I think Sacramento was up by five. Crowd's going crazy. And then it was like, you know, I just... I don't see how Golden State still doesn't win this game. They've been there. They've been in so many of these pressure situations. The Kings, you got to go through some heartbreak before you break through. And especially if De'Aaron Fox is not 100%, it just didn't feel like the Kings were, even though they were ahead at halftime, you knew that Warrior big run was coming. Steph Curry, 50 points. And in game seven, are you kidding me? An all-time playoff performance there from Steph Curry. The Warriors blow out the Kings in the second half, 120-100. to 100. Here's Steve Kerr addressing his team in the post-game winning locker room. You guys have been doing this for a long time? Yeah, Steph, 50 points in game seven? Yeah. How many people have done that? Zero! Zero! That's, this is why you guys are champs. Tonight was, was an example of why we are a championship team. Unbelievable performance. I mean, what else are you going to say, you know? So now now you get the money matchup. I mean, look, Kings-Lakers, that's a throwback early 2000s rivalry. But Warriors-Lakers, excuse me, that's where the money's at. How about a number six seed versus a number seven seed? You know, it's the first time in the history of the playoffs you had the five, uh, a five, a five Knicks, six Warriors, seven Lakers, eight Heat. First time you ever had five, six, seven, and eight advance past the first round. Amazing. So your second round matchups, Eastern Conference, we know Miami, New York, obviously we did all that. You got Philadelphia and Boston. Game one, you get going tonight. Embiid, he is doubtful. For tonight, Phoenix, Denver, game two tonight, and of course, Lakers, Warriors, that's a big time matchup as well, and that right there is our weekend NBA rundown, presented as always by Brunt Insurance, bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204, it's 954-589-2204. So, an, an unbelievable week. It really in the history of South Florida sports, and we it doesn't end. We get to continue it. Joining us here on the Johnny Cuba guest line, all guests are brought to us by the official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. We know it's a lifestyle brand, Johnny Cuba, European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. 
Make sure you pick up a six-pack at your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. Always drink responsibly, uh, especially when, I mean, we're going through what we all went through last night. And don't forget, hey, and maybe I should remember this. Don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. I was not tranquilo last night. Jessica Blaylock joining us here. Bally Sports Florida. What? I mean, I- I'm I'm so glad to be able to catch up with you this morning. Good morning. You doing all right? Hello. I am I am doing fantastic, Zaz. I'm doing fantastic. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, this is, you know, this is the golden age of Panther hockey right now. And, you know, people can say whatever you want about that. The fact of the matter is, it's it has not been a good franchise, all right? This is the 29th year in franchise history. So this does happen to be the golden age of Panther hockey where they've made the postseason now three consecutive years. First time ever. Again, pathetic, but first time ever. So, okay. And we're finally, if you're a lifelong Panther fan like myself, we're finally getting a team that matters every season. Like, God forbid you make the playoffs back-to-back years. And, like, God forbid you win a playoff series back-to-back years. And, and this is the first time that's ever happened, too. So there, there's so many people probably like me who are getting to experience this. Oh, my God, it's amazing. We've never had this in our lives. And Zaz, it just speaks volumes. Just listening even to the excitement in your voice talking about it, right? Because I understand that even though I've only been covering Panthers hockey for eight years, which is a a long time. I mean, it is hard to believe that I'm in my eighth season of Panthers hockey, but I haven't been here since the very beginning. So I don't fully always understand maybe how long Panther fans have waited for something like this. I've had this cool front row seat over the past eight years to kind of slowly see it be built because you always knew you had significant pieces in an Alexander Barkov and an Aaron Ekblad and up to this season, a Jonathan Huberdeau and things like that. But then over the past couple of years in particular, and really kind of correlating with when Bill Zito came in, you see these other pieces that slowly, slowly are game-changing pieces, whether it was Sam Bennett, whether it was Sam Reinhart, whether it was Brandon Montour, whether it was claiming Gustav Forsling off the waiver wire. Uh, And now, obviously, the biggest difference maker, going out and, and trading for Matthew Kachuk, who this guy is just built different when it comes to the compete level and the emotion and the passion and the dragging his team into the fight and living for wanting the puck on his stick in the big moment. Um, It's just been, it's been so much fun over these past couple of seasons and what this team just accomplished. I still don't even know if it's fully sunken. What a huge, huge deal it is. We're talking not just a magical comeback, you know, down 3-1 in the series, a magical comeback in in game seven where they're trailing by a goal with less than a minute to go. I mean, that that goal by Brandon Montour literally found the net with 59.3 seconds left on the clock uh, to tie it up. But what they did is, is historically one of the biggest upsets in the history of the National Hockey League. It's amazing. And I, I am still just so pumped 
and and so full of joy for for what these guys accomplished. Um, I haven't stopped smiling since last night. Did you have a hard time keeping it together on the post game show? Oh, a hundred percent. And I, I mean, I, I think people can tell when they watch on a broadcast. Um, I do get very emotionally invested in the teams that I cover, but honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way. I, I care about my job. I love my job so much. I'm so grateful for it. Why would I not be all in? You know what I mean? So um, I, I think I had more of a hard time keeping it together on the post game show because I was just so excited and my thoughts were everywhere and there was so much that I wanted to talk about and there were so many people that I wanted to give credit to, you know, because it wasn't just Carter Verhage with the overtime winner. It, it wasn't just Brandon Montour. It wasn't just the guys that assisted. I mean, we're talking about, we got to go back to, to Alex Lyon starting the series and give him props for what he's done. We got we to gotta thank the Nick Cousins and the Colin Whites and the Etu Losterinans and the Anton Lundell. You know what I mean? Like you literally have to go through when you look at this comeback in this series and it wasn't just the big boys. I mean, it was literally every single player finding a way to make an impact with their time out on the ice. And that I think is what also makes it so special is that you weren't just carried by a Kachuk or a Barkov or, you know, a, a Verhage or a Bennett. You literally, you know, Lundell and Lusterinen may have been the biggest and Reinhardt may have been some of the biggest key contributors in game six. So it's just really cool to see collectively that every single guy deserves such a huge part in that celebration of what this team just did. You know, you made a great point after the game ended last night, and I I didn't realize it in the moment. I had forgotten about it, where, okay, they're playing the Maple Leafs now, and that's that was the instance where it all turned around, where, ah. you know, Paul Maurice was mother-effing them on the bench, <laughs> and, 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 and they lost four in a row at the time. Ah. And then you had Reinhardt who scored with the empty with, with the empty net, and then Montour won it in overtime. And from that point on, like away we go. And 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 so now we 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 get that in the second round here. But I also thought that Paul Maurice made a great point in the post game last night when he talked about he felt that there was a moment, and I assume it was this moment, or it you know, was. Maybe- yeah, yes, he, I, he said yeah. there was a moment where the players began to take control of their bench, and 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 that being the turning points. I, I thought it was I thought it was really cool that Paul Maurice also pointed that out. Yeah, and and I, I keep going back to that um, moment because I, I think every single one of us there were so many things just emotionally going on in that game, right? Knowing that the Panthers had lost four straight after getting themselves back into a wild card spot, knowing that because of losing four straight, they were back out of a wild card spot after just getting themselves in knowing that the first period and a half of that game against the Leafs, they just looked out of it, you know? And I, I don't know if it was kind of the physical exhaustion of everything they had gone through to that point or, or what, but, they just weren't playing like a team possessed. They needed to be a team possessed and they weren't playing like it. And I don't think anybody will forget Paul Maurice on the bench. I mean, you did not have to be a a master lip reader to figure out what the gist of the message was. 
And from that moment on, you know, they end up coming back. Like you said, the, the Reinhardt goal late to tie it up Montour and OT Alex Lyon making that monster save on Austin Matthews in overtime. Um, and after the game coach said that was a player driven win. And I remember seeing him at practice the next day because that game was obviously on the road in Toronto. Um, I remember wanting to ask him about that at practice, you know, later on. And, and uh, he talked about just the importance of this time of the year and how the coaching staff really kind of fades to the background and the players have to take ownership of the product out on the ice. And then obviously after that, after that overtime win against the Leafs, you know, we know what the team did ended up finishing six, one and one down the, you know, the, the final eight games of the season and got themselves in. And, um, and now, you know, it, it's so cliche, but we talk about it all the time. All you have to do is get yourself in and then anything can happen. And, and we've seen it. I, just like Matthew Kachuk said, there, there are so few people who gave the Panthers a fighting chance mm-hmm. in this series, predicted it was going to be a sweep, uh, predicted that it wouldn't be that competitive, that Boston was just going to roll. And look what happened. And now you you take down Boston in the first round. I mean, you really talk about all bets are off now. I, I just can't wait to see what this team is going to do because it's such a different feel than last year, right? When they won the President's Trophy and they went and got, you know, Clojure and some of these other players at the trade deadline, they were all in and the expectations were there. And obviously the team fell short of what the expectations were. But this year... It's just such a different feel and such a different team and such a a different mentality in a way surrounding the playoffs. And, and just, I, I, again, I come back to Kachuk just, I think being such a huge part of that. Um, But I can't wait. I can't wait to see what this team is going to do from here on out. Like I I mentioned earlier in the show today at this point, and I want to get to expectations in a second with you, but from this point on now, no matter what happens, the front office, uh, Paul Maurice, they were right. You yeah. know, for for all the criticism all throughout the year, criticism from me throughout the year, criticism from everyone, everything that, that they had been saying and preaching, and this is going to prepare us to be able to win games in the playoffs. We're going to change our style. This is how to win. That team last year doesn't win, I don't think, any of the games – that they won in this series, okay? Yeah. And and the way that they were able to now win this series and beat the number one overall team regular season ever, no matter what happens now, the rest of this playoff, the front office and Paul Maurice, they were right. Yeah, and, and just two things, you know, off of that. Number one, I, I pointed this out in the post-game show last night also, what Bill Zito said at the trade deadline, you know, because a lot of people wondered, what were the Panthers going to do? And they I thought they up, were going to sell. I did. They ended up being the only team in the entire league that did not make a move. And we met with Bill Zito, obviously, later on that day after, after everything was done. And he said, we didn't want to give up on this group. We believe in this group. And he was right. He was absolutely right. And then Zaz, the second thing, I think one of the times I, I came on with you earlier in the season, um, I can't remember if, if this was a conversation that we had or not, but I know I've had this conversation with multiple people. The point that I kept going back to in the midst of people's frustrations 
was you have to understand that this team was learning a completely different style of hockey and a completely different system than what they have known for years. And you're mixing in new faces into that equation. So they were going to go through growing pains. They had to, because you don't, you don't just unlearn something in the course of a week or sometimes even the course of a month or even sometimes the course of a couple of months to unlearn, especially the way that you have known how to play a professional sport. It takes time. And that's, I think why we saw these growing pains early on when you're like, why can't this team hold a lead in the third period where they were so, you know, they were so good about that last year. Like, why do they look kind of out of sorts? Like, why isn't this all coming together? Well, I think it was part of that process of exactly what Paul Maurice talked about at the beginning of the year, the importance of not subtracting from the offense, but learning how to add defense and learning how to play a playoff style of hockey. So you know, and, and even just kind of going back to that, that was another thing that I asked Bill Zito about at the trade deadline. If coming into this season, knowing, you know, all of those things, if he did expect there to be some growing pains and he said that he absolutely did. So I think that kind of combined, you know, those two elements, knowing that they were going to go through a process of having to take steps back for the purpose of being able to take steps forward. And, uh, and that just belief by Bill and Paul not to give up on this group, not to make changes at the deadline, um, we're seeing the team reap the benefits of that belief by everybody in that room, by everybody in that front office, and by everybody on the coaching staff. I love how I love how games, I mean, I don't necessarily love it in the moment or I don't appreciate it in the moment. I love how games last night make me feel where, and I've been through a million of those with the Heat, you know, over the last, you know, 15 years, really, 15 yeah. plus years. Uh, I, I love the anxiety and the agita, and, and I, just, I, I love that feeling. But what I went through last night, <laughs> I like, it can't, it can't be healthy. Like, there's no way what, what, what happened last night can be good for me. And like, when the game ended... Or, or maybe it was when Montour scored the tying goal and my older son was like, you're, you're going to have a heart attack. You know, <laughs> I, I, it, it just, it can't be healthy. What I went through last night, it was, I needed that 15 minute intermission to regroup going into overtime, you know? And, and by the oh, way, I know, I know because I'm pretty sure I, and I wasn't kidding. I think when I threw to the second intermission report, Goldie, you know, threw it to me and I was like, how, how are we all doing? Are, are we good? Because oh my, my heart rate is off the charts and my palms literally, I wasn't kidding when I said my palms were sweating and my heart rate, like, I almost wish I had my heart rate monitor on last night. So I could have just watched progressively as the game went on, how much more intense my heart rate got because it, it's so true. And this just comes from having a passion, right? For the teams that you cover, the teams that you love. I was such a bundle of nerves during that entire third period. And I couldn't sit down for overtime. I stood in our studio uh, and I, the big monitor on the wall, I just kept moving closer and closer to it because I get closer and closer. They to play the better when you get closer. Yes. I, 
the the more nervous I get, the closer and closer I end up moving to the television throughout the course of a game. Um, but it, I look back at game six and game seven and think to myself, those are quite possibly two of the most fun games I've ever covered in my career. But they easily, Zaz, took minimum, like 10 years off of my life. Like, minimum. I think game six was the best Panther game I've ever seen in my life. That atmosphere, too, at the arena was off the charts. Like, shout out to Panther fans. Like, that arena for game six was the best I have ever seen the arena and so much so that it impacted the players to the point that they all talked about it the next day at practice, as did Paul Maurice. It, it was so electric. It was so full of life and energy and just incredibly fun to be a part of. This is what happens when you have a team that can put together multiple seasons in a row yeah. of success. And yeah, this franchise... Absolutely has never had it. And yeah. and that scene, game six, it was only the first round. That <laughs> scene is what you get when you have a team that could have just a little bit of consistent success. Yeah, and then think about it. Think about all the guys on this team that are going to be around for a while. You know, specifically Barkov, Verhage, Bennett, Kachuk. You know, it we've got Kachuk for the next eight years. Like we've got Barkov for the next eight years. I, or, I, or he might be in the second year of his eight year deal, but either way, like we've got, we've got these guys for the, for the long haul. And the best part is all of these players, this dressing room really is so special. Like they want to be here. You look around the league, you look at what players say, they want to come to Florida. This has become a destination city for players to want to come to. And I think that's what's so cool about it is, is this isn't going away anytime soon. This has now been built yep. for consistent success. And that to me is what makes it even more exciting. It's interesting. You know, it's, it's, a, it's such a big deal that they won this series. It's the greatest upset in the history of the Stanley Cup playoffs, but I think because there's there's that at the forefront, what gets lost in it a little bit is they came back down three one. That yeah. part I think doesn't get talked to, like because the the the, first, the headline is a big enough deal, but right. they also came back three one, which the franchise has never done before. I like that's enormous. And how crazy is this? Add add this into it. They were down three one. And then the Bruins got Patrice Bergeron back, yeah. the heart and soul of their team. And then the Bruins went 0-3 with the return of their captain. That, to me, is even more nuts because that is such an emotional lift to get a player like Bergeron, who has the second most, you know, like current active playoff experience. He's played the most game sevens. Um, in NHL history behind only his former teammate Zidane Ochara, uh, how good he is, you know, multiple Selkies, uh, the way now we bring him back and he can match up with that top line and Barkov and, and the Panthers go three and oh, 
against the Bruins with the return of Patrice Bergeron. I think that's another thing that we really didn't even highlight that much because there were just so many other aspects that were such a big deal. But like, to me, that also speaks volumes to be able to do that with the Bruins getting that guy back. It's amazing. So this is very controversial now, what I have to bring up to you. Forever, the, <laughs> the, the greatest goal, the greatest moment in Panther history yeah. has been Billy Lindsay's Game right. 5 goal against the Bruins in 96. First ever series win. He gets right. I got it right here. You can see th- this right here. This diagram yeah. is, is the Billy <laughs> Lindsay goal. All right, that's the play. Uh, he gets around the Hall of Famer. Uh, 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 what's some Ray Bork. That's been the greatest moment. I knocked it off last night, Jess. I, I, I think saw- I think it's number two now. I think last night, I think that was the greatest moment in Panther history last night. I'm knocking down Billy Lindsay's goal to number two. I saw your tweet and I was like, wow, that's actually an interesting debate. You should post a Twitter poll or something and see what Panther fans think, like which moment they would vote for. Because obviously the significance of Bill Lindsay's goal and and how early it still was in the franchise and playing that team and like you mentioned the hall of famer um ray board like skating around it's just that there's so much about that goal that's so iconic and just such a significant moment for the franchise obviously i wasn't around at that time um but i know just how significant that moment is for this team and its history and it's it's so hard because without a doubt, this being the biggest upset in the history of the league against the greatest regular, you know, regular season team of all time. Um, it's I think it's a I think it's a great conversation to have to see which goal Panther fans would now deem as the number one moment in franchise history. Um yeah, I think you got to do a poll because I want to see what Panther fans. It's harder for me to speak to it because, like I said, I, I you know I wasn't here for the Bill Lindsay goal, um, but I would love to know for Panther fans who who really have been around since day one, who were there for both uh, Billy's goal and who are here obviously for for Hagee's goal, which one they consider to be the most significant? Because I think it's a great, really fun conversation to have. So finally, here, Jess. You know, when we talk about expectation, when the postseason started, it was like, all right, can we hang with this Boston team? Can we win a few games? Like, it was all about – see, it's funny. Last year when the playoffs started, my number one focus was to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, yeah. This year, getting into the playoffs, it was, can we possibly play with this Boston team? Now, because they beat them, I think the expectation changes now. And now it's like – yeah, I want them to go win the Stanley Cup. Yes, 100%. You're, you're always, the, the ultimate goal is to win the Cup. And I think this team absolutely believes, especially now after knocking off Boston, yeah. they're fully capable of it. I think the biggest difference is not so much the expectations, but the maybe like the level of pressure, right? Because you're... to use kind of a cliche term, the Panthers in a sense are playing with house money. Like even game seven last night, 
it was not the pressure on the Panthers. All the pressure was on Boston because if Boston didn't win that game, all anybody's going to talk about is the historic postseason collapse for them, right? So I think it's not so much that the expectation of winning a cup isn't there. I think it's just the pressure that maybe that team felt last year being the, the, you know, the president's trophy winner going out and getting some of the players that they did at the trade deadline. Um, Knowing, you know, the number of points they had in the regular season, knowing what certain players did in the regular season um, versus this year, I think that there's just a, a, a different feeling as far as maybe being able to play loose and really just being able to play your style of hockey because that pressure is not nearly what it was last year. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Um, what a week. I mean, what a week. What and, a and week. I, I mean, I, and honestly, like not to even get lost in, in anything, a shout out to the heat for what they were able to do. Shout out to the Panthers for what they were able to do. And let's give the Marlins some love too, because they just got their first sweep of the season, taking care of business in all three games against the Cubs. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, a couple of games above 500. So it's just, it was just a great week in general for South Florida sports fans. So Amazing. just awesome all around the board to see, to see what, what all those teams were able to accomplish. And you guys are done now with the Panthers, right? You're, you're done. No. So we're done with game broadcast, but we will continue to do hour long post game shows. Okay. Fall- every game between the Leafs and the Cats. So you'll still get, at least on Valley Sports Florida, some local coverage, some local perspective. Goldie and Katie flew to Toronto with the team, so they'll be on site to get interviews and all that good stuff. And then Randy will be joining me in the studio for a full hour-long breakdown of each game. I was wondering, because the game is tomorrow, so they just went right to Toronto last night. They did. So the team was originally scheduled to fly back from Boston. They were going to stay in Boston last night, no matter what, um, and then fly back this morning to South Florida. But with the game being now tomorrow, yeah. Uh, instead, <laughs> they reorganized their plans, and they just flew straight from Boston to Toronto today. Okay. Amazing. Amazing Let's job. Amazing. <laughs> oh, so exciting. Very exciting. Tomorrow night, you got, you got the Heat and Panthers. Do we know what time the Panther game is tomorrow? I believe it's at 7. Uh, it's It's got to be at either yeah, 7. It's, it's at 7. It's at 7. Yep. And let's wow. see what time the Heat is tomorrow. The Heat tomorrow are 7.30. All right, so no favors that either league has given us there. No, but- I, and that's the thing. Come on! Come on, NBA, NHL, what are we doing here? Like the like, one time I would have liked a, a Heat game to start a little bit later, you know? We're together. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Uh, hopefully when the rest of the – when the home schedule for the Panthers comes out, it doesn't coincide with everything the Heat have already scheduled. Hopefully we get a little bit of luck there as far as those right. – Like alternating days, oh, my God, would be amazing. Can we oh, do that, you know? I know. I know, unreal. But either way, we're we're still going to have fun. We're still going to enjoy the hell out of it. Great job, Jess. Thanks a lot for joining us this morning. Appreciate it, Daz. Always love catching up with you. What an amazing night. I, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. All right, so 
We got game one tomorrow night in Toronto. Oh, God, I got, got, a, got a little bit of time here to breathe, all right, to gather myself. All right. Hey, tomorrow, hey, that's a big night. You got tomorrow night game one in Toronto. You got tomorrow night game two in New York with the Heat. All right. All right, everybody calm down. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal, always brought to us by Water Cleanup of Florida. If you're dealing with water, mold, or fire damage in your home or business, is that a big deal? Maybe it's not a big deal. I don't know. But if you call Water Cleanup of Florida, they're going to figure it out for you. Call or text Water Cleanup of Florida anytime, 954-900-8635. That's 954-900-8635. Big deal or not a big deal. So we already gave you the Panther calls. Gave you uh, Steve Goldstein's game-winning call. We gave you the national game-winning call. How about from the Boston Bruins television? How about Jack Edwards? Let's listen to what this sounds like. On him. Verhage wins the series for Florida. And this joyride ends in a Hindenburg-like ending the Bruins are the second record setting team in a row to drop the series in the first round like the Hindenburg that's what I'm talking about that's a big deal I love hearing Jack Edwards whine I love the crowd going silent there I love all those Boston Bruin fans going home unhappy and having the longest summer of their Bruin fandom life. I'm going big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. How about the Miami Marlins? That's right. The Marlins, after losing the first three of their four-game series to the Atlanta Braves, they get one, and then they sweep that ass against the Chicago Cubs. So four straight in the win column for the Marlins. They are now 16-13. and 13. Let's go big deal. Why not? Come on. Big deal or not a big deal. Let's get back to the National Hockey League. We had another Game 7 last night. The Seattle Kraken. Just their second year in the league. First time ever in the playoffs. First time Game 7. And they would go up 2-0 with what would end up being the game-winning goal. And then it's McKinnon. McKinnon towards the net. Reflects into the corner. Good Gord. play. Good play by Grubauer there with the stick. And now Bjorkstrand. McCarr cutting down the angle, shot, score! Yorkstrand, 2-0 Seattle! They would hang on and knock off the defending Stanley Cup champions, 2-1, the Kraken advance. They win a playoff series, first time in franchise history. That's a big deal. Finally, one more for you here. Big deal or not a big deal? Tonight, we get another Game 7. The Stanley Cup playoffs gave us three Game 7s in the first round. Last night, you had two thrillers, and tonight, you have Rangers-Devils. The winner is going to play the Carolina Hurricanes. So tonight, Rangers-Devils, Game 7, that's a big deal. I'll be dialed into that as well. A lot going on in the Zaslow Mansion family room tonight. That's right. And that right there is another edition A Big Deal or Not a Big Deal, brought to us by Water Cleanup of Florida, WCUFL.com. Maybe it's a big deal. Maybe it's not a big deal. But Water Cleanup of Florida will tell you. 954-900-8635. Yes! There you have it. 
What a show today. Thanks to Jessica, of course, for joining us. Woo. Oh, last night was something, man. I, I really, I had to catch my, I almost had a heart attack. I really did. You guys know that. All right. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to the show today. Thanks to everybody who helped put together a great show. All your hard work, always appreciated. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Zaslow Show 2.0. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.